You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. Well, hello there, dealmakers, and welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. I'm your host, Garrett Lynch, and as always, let's get ready to own it. The guest today journeyed from homeless to a multimillionaire status in just two years. And if that sounds improbable, it's because it probably is. It's an amazing guest, actually. And this guy is just so inspiring. So I can't wait for you to check him out and check out this interview. So one thing I want to mention, guys, is this is a great time to get involved in real estate. And if you are considering getting a real estate, don't know how to get started, not sure where to go, we at Nighthawk Equity offer a really cool thing, which is passive investing. We talk a little bit on this show about the amazing tax benefits that real estate ownership gives you. And you get to really experience that, but in a more passive form where we just send you basically reports every quarter and checks. And you get to to play alongside the big boys, us, but not really have to do much at all except collect checks. So if that sounds like something that might be of interest to you, reach out to us, nighthawkequity.com. Click the Join the Investor Club button. And we would love to schedule a call with you and chat about how we can partner together on some real estate. So with that said, I want to give a shout out to PA Roofer. He said, Michael and Garrett do a great job of bringing the best guests for business and multifamily viewpoints. If you guys want to shout out, please leave a review on our Apple podcast and we'll be happy to pick you. Maybe you'll get selected to get shouted out on this podcast. Quick mentoring student highlight, Jonathan Nichols. Jonathan closed three deals in 2021 and the most being a a recent cash flowing A-class asset. 75 unit college stays in Texas for 8.6 million. He quit his job in October and is looking forward to giving back to his community. Congratulations, Jonathan. So guys, today, one thing I wanted to chat a bit about is what should we do in the market with the way it is right now? Should we buy? Should we be buying? Should we be selling? What's the best option? Obviously, interest rates are going up and I'm going to give you my take on it. So I think right now there are two great options. You can either be a buyer or a seller, and they're both great. And I'll tell you why. Right now, if you're selling, you're not going to get as much as you would have necessarily gotten in January. So that really peaked out, pricing peaked out in January. And so with that, you're seeing about a 20% reduction in prices from that time. So that can be a lot to bite off, especially if you bought later in the cycle. But to some of you that bought real estate back in 2019, 2016, 2017, any of those prior years, even 2020, you're still seeing some tremendous upside on the valuations from that time frame. And so you can still sell and make a lot of money right now. Now, the market, we don't know. We can't predict. We don't have a crystal ball. There's different theories. Is the market going to turn in our favor and our interest rates going to drop back down next year? There's certainly that theory that makes a lot of sense that the Fed's just using these interest rate hikes to offset inflation temporarily and then interest rates come back down. That's great. Well, if you're right about that, then you just sold wrong. 
maybe. But because we can't predict the markets, if you want to free up some liquidity, this is not a bad time to sell a deal. And we're actually selling a couple of deals right now. Now, that said, if you want to sit on your deals, not sell them, you can do that too. And maybe things work in our favor and, and prices go back up. Now, if you want to buy, you can make an argument that you're either catching a falling knife or that things will bounce back. And this is just a temporary period of decrease in inequity on, on values of properties, in which case you might be getting a heavy discount and there's also less competition to buy right now. So there's that argument. So buying right now would make a lot of sense as, as long as you can get some decent debt, put it on a site, you're getting a 20% haircut from the prices that were paid in January, which is incredible. So I think this is also a really good time to buy. So whether you're a seller or a buyer, or maybe both, you really can't go wrong right now with what's going on in the market. And this is a really interesting time and a very exciting time for everyone. I'm going to get into the guest next, guys. Sterling Griffin has triumphed against all odds by constantly reinventing himself. That's just who he is. He has made the inconceivable real and the tangible for himself, sharing it with those who want to learn. So... This guy is incredible. He turns people with money into, into freedom, financially free with passive investing as well. So we are really excited to have Sterling Griffin on the show today. Sterling, welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Garrett. I'm so excited to be here with you, man. Cool. Man, you have such an interesting story. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this point? in your journey? I'd love to, man. So about six and a half years ago, I was homeless living in my car in Los Angeles. I was, and it was not a nice car. I was not sleeping in my Lamborghini. I'm going to tell you that it was a Honda Accord. And I got into a really low place in my life because about six months prior to that, I was a pastor. I was a pastor working at a church, evangelical church, and while I was in school studying the Bible at a, at a graduate school level, I actually realized that I, that, that career wasn't for me. In fact, that I, I just wasn't a religious person anymore as I had been for much of my life up to that point. It brought me to this like dark emotional place as a result of that, unfortunately, or fortunately, as we'll see here soon. And it was during that time that I decided I needed to figure out a different career where I could perform the same value for people, which was to help people. I wanted a career that really helped people in a big way, which is why I was previously a pastor, but that helped people in their lives here and now, instead of trying to get to some afterlife experience thing. And so my first business, while I was still living in my car, was a fitness coaching company. And that first business, it... What, it I had no entrepreneurial experience. I obviously had no money and I didn't know anybody else that was good at this either. So I had a lot of the, and I had no certification. Like I decided to be a fitness coach. And I had, I wasn't a certified personal trainer. I was just a guy who'd gotten in good shape. And then other people said I should be a trainer. Like that was the whole reason I got into it. But I will say with the help of mentors in that first year, and this is so key for me to zero in on is with the help of mentors, people that had been there, done that, made it happen already. I went from zero to making over $285,000 in my first year of being an entrepreneur. And the second year, 
as I moved into my second year of business, I had several people that were trainers ask me to help coach them on their business because I don't know if you know this, Garrett, but it's not normal for trainers to make multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars at all, let alone their first year. Uh, I do know this. You do? (laughs) I mean, I wasn't a personal trainer, but you do the math at whatever, 60 bucks a pop (laughs) hourly. It doesn't doesn't quite add up. You can't work enough hours to get to that kind of level of success. But anyways, (laughs) go on. Well, yeah. and, And most trainers aren't fully booked anyway. So, so the average trainer in the United States anyways, makes $20,000 a year. I mean, they don't get into it for the money. They get into it because it's passion. It's a personal passion of helping other people improve their lives, improve their health. So in that second year, I had enough trainers reach out to me and say, Hey, can you support me in the business side of it? Cause I see you doing well and I want to do the same. So I started to add business coaching to what I was doing. And about halfway through that second year in business, I had become a millionaire. I started making a couple hundred grand a month. And, and so by the end of that second year, I'd made $1.68 million. And, and with education businesses, particularly because mine was online, it was all online from the beginning. And I should mention that, make sure that's clear. It's a really high margin business. I just did very well in it. And so in 18 months from when I was homeless, 18 months later, I was a millionaire. So, and, so hold on, yeah. let's back up a bit. So you were, you sure. were literally in a car. Yeah. For five months, I lived in my car. For five months. How did you get to live in your car? Well, it's because I was a, uh, I was a pastor. And so my only income came from fundraising from the church at that time. And that's what I've been for several years. So I didn't really have much good job experience, except for my previous job was as a a server in a restaurant and I'd been fired from actually two different restaurant jobs. Sure. So I didn't, it wasn't exactly a good resume to hand in. Yeah. Right. Like I'm a pastor. I need to, I need a job, you know, like that there's not a lot of like transitionary experience necessarily in the job world with that. Right. So, right. So you must've, then you got to that point and then how did you attract or seek out a mentor that would actually work with you to get you to, to that level? Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's a great question. So I went to a Tony Robbins event towards the end of 2015. And that's when I start. That's when I became homeless. Like I started living in my car in October, 2015. And instead of paying rent that month, I chose to go to a unleash the power within event. Cause I thought that it would provide more value to my life based on where I'd been stuck. And Tony on the third day, I mean, this is like a crazy event. It's 50 hours. Long. I don't know if you've ever been to one of his events, but it is like 12 hours a day, four days in a row. Very intense. And on the day, on day three, he said, if you take nothing else from this entire event, but this one phrase I'm about to tell you, then you'll have more than gotten your money's worth using it, applying it in your life. He said, proximity is power and who you surround yourself with is who you'll become. And I latched onto that phrase. I realized in that moment that why I was struggling in every area is because anyone close to me was also struggling. And so it became the obsession of my life then on that I was going to get around people that were performing in, in better ways than I was and so that I could learn something from them. At first, I knew that these people might not want to be friends with me because I didn't have equal value to offer, but I would find ways to help them so that they wanted to be friends with me. So I, as a result of that, I started connecting with other coaches that were successful. And at the time, people that I knew were living down in San Diego, in Encinitas area. So this is just north of, of the city of San Diego. And one night we were having this late night gathering party, whatever. And I was telling this life coach, this very successful life coach, 
kind of my sob story, like why it was so hard to get clients, why nothing was working. And what she said to me is, well, she asked me a question. She said, well, who's mentoring you? And I said, well, nobody, obviously. I don't have enough money for a mentor. And she looked at me and she said something I'll never forget. She said, that is the exact problem that would be solved if you hired a mentor. In that moment, it was like a light bulb went off. My problem wasn't that I didn't know how to make money. The problem, or the problem wasn't that I didn't have money. It was that I didn't know how to make money on demand whenever I needed it. And so I decided that I was going to get a mentor, even if I, no matter what I had to do, no matter how much debt, whatever I had to do, ask people, beg people to, to mentor me, because then that would solve the problem permanently. I could always make the money and pay the person back that lent to me. So I asked her for a recommendation. She gave me one. And I borrowed the first $2,500 to pay for the first month to work with this business mentor for my dad. This was like, it was super embarrassing for me. I'd, I'd always kind of want, this is part of why I was homeless. Like I didn't want to ask my family for fucking anything. Like I had just too much pride to have them know that I was struggling. But at this one, I was like, screw my pride. Like I got to get this help. So he lent me the money, thank goodness. And that first month I went from making roughly a little less than a thousand a month, which I'd made over the previous several months to then making 4,000 that first month working with him, which was enough to pay back my dad, but not enough to pay for the second payment with, to work with this mentor. And I'm telling you that because I remember at the beginning of that second month, it started getting calls from the guy, Hey, are you going to pay or I'm going to kick you out if you don't. And I didn't have any money. I, I'd already maxed out my credit cards. Those were still not being paid at this point. So I remember it was two o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. And I asked myself, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back to trying this on my own? That didn't work so well before. Or am I going to find a way here? So by 9 p.m. that night, someone handed me $4,000 cash and drove away with my Honda Accord. I had sold my car, put up an ad on Craigslist, sold my car so that the next day I could go to the bank, deposit the money and send that to the mentor. This became my all or nothing moment. Like I was going to find a way to make it work. And I was burning the ship, so to speak, to make that possible. That next month, I then made $12,000, just continuing to execute on what I was learning from that mentor. And my income slowly grew every single month after that. because I continued to invest in other mentors, other speakers, making 16,000, 19,000, 17,000, 18,000. Six months after making that second payment, after selling my car, I made a hundred grand. And my life could never be the same again after that. I became obsessed with getting around people that were doing better or had some sort of secret sauce or something that I didn't have access to. And that became my number one way to shortcut time to get results faster than I'd ever thought was possible prior wow. to that. Wow. So you, you literally, you like borrow, you sold your car. You're like, all right, uh, this mentor is, is going to help me understand some kind of piece of knowledge. And you're like, I have to act on whatever this is essentially. Now, is this mentor in, a, in that space you wanted to go in or was it, was it just like a general mentor? I mean, how, do, how did they, well, no, this was, this was specifically a business mentor for online personal trainers. Ah, got it. So it was very niche to like what yeah. I wanted to build and he'd already helped. I don't know, at least a hundred other people sure. grow businesses prior to this time. So I yeah. knew that he knew what he was talking about. Got it. So, so you got, you were able to get time with this person and then you, you started executing on the plan and you were able to, I mean, you didn't even have like startup costs or anything like that with the, with the, what was going on. It was just kind of listening to this guy. And then you, you figured out a way to maneuver around that. That's incredible. 
Yeah, well, that's the thing about coaching businesses is just it's just sharing information from person to person. So there really right. is no startup cost. It, it's just like if you can execute and deliver the value, then you can get paid for that information, so to speak, for that service. Yeah. I mean, that's service businesses. So then, so, yeah. so then you took that and then you invested in other mentors outside of that as well. You just kind of kept doubling down on that to create almost this like top five friend group, right? So like they say, you know, the average of the five yeah. people, whatever you kind of, you created that by basically paying your way to have different mentors be those people for you. That sounded about it. Yes, that's right. Yes. Because I knew that whatever money I would invest in the mentors over time, it would yield me the best return rather than anything else. Like of course, much better than paying for an upgraded lifestyle or, or keeping more cash in the bank at that particular time that was where I was going to yield the best return is like learning how to sell, learning how to structure offers, learning how to del- like deliver value, hire a team, like all those things. I didn't know how to do any of that. I had no background. Nobody in my family did. So it's like, I had to, I had to learn it and to learn it quickly to get somebody's devoted, qualified attention. You know, you need to get the money for that. Right. So, I mean, if someone get like, even if I think if someone get, paid me a thousand dollars to talk to them for an hour, I'm going to be way more honed in on helping them just because I know they're paying for my time. Right. So right. that's, that's a hack in itself, I think to get, to get there. And that, and clearly, I mean, that's, that's absolutely incredible. So, so you paid this mentor. Yeah. You, then you got, you kept doubling down and then you, you started the online business and then you were learning these things. How did you stay like, I guess, motivated through, through everything with the knowledge? I mean, I'm sure there were fears and doubts that came in did you have like just open access to these people? And it was like, listen, if I don't do this, I'm back on the streets. Was there anything else that was pulling you to get? De- definitely. Definitely. There was, that was part of it is like, I don't want to go back to that because I mean, there's nothing more motivating, I think, than being at rock bottom or having some sort of experience related to that. I certainly, and it's weird because I don't wish that on anyone, but for the people like me that I know that have had an experience similar to that, it can be very useful to have that memory. And so that was part of it, but it wasn't all of it. I remember though, still when I was homeless, that I had this, it was this one like big breakthrough moment for me. It was New Year's Eve going into 2016. I was driving to church and I wasn't driving there because I was religious. I I kind of left, you know, taking that seriously in that way. But I knew predictably that if I had kind of eased into conversation with the people there, that I had nowhere to sleep that night, I was gonna sleep in my car. Then someone would take pity on me and invite me to sleep on the couch or floor or whatever, their guest room. And I remember I was driving there feeling so sorry for myself, like ashamed, like deeply ashamed and crying. Because I'm like, how did my life get to this like dark place? Like I have parents that love me. I went to college. Like, how is this my life? I should be doing better. But then it came to a head where in, in a flash, like a lightning bolt hit me or something. And I slammed my hands on the steering wheel and I said out loud, one day I'm going to get out this situation and I'm going to do it so fucking fast that I'm going to inspire other people to get out too. My motivation was bigger than just getting out of pain. Like the true fire got lit for me when I realized that my story could be an inspiration to other people and that it could help them see more for themselves. And that's what I've carried through in every single business. Like when it was fitness, I wanted to inspire people. When it was business coaching, I wanted to inspire people. Now as an investor, I want to inspire people. Like I want people to see that with certain kinds of investments, there are real shortcuts to solving investment problems. But it doesn't just happen through you getting 
call it on market deals, just like the deals that everybody sees. Like you have to go into place. All my stuff's off market for a reason. Like you have to get access, like private access to deals that majority of investors will never see. Because the truth is, if something is publicly being shown to you, most likely it has already passed through the hands of many other investors that said no to that particular deal. That's how stuff gets to the market. So I call it, you're getting the sloppy seconds when it comes to deals, if that's the situation you're in. However, if you're getting kind of those under the table deals, you're getting a handshake deal. Like those are the deals where if you show it to a buddy of yours, who's in a similar situation to you, like th this happened recently. One of my friends, a guy bought, bought a deal for me. And when he was first vetting the deal, he showed it to one of his buddies who's been investing in real estate for decades. And he said, what do you think about this deal? Is there something I'm missing? Is this seems really good. And the friend literally said to him, listen, if you don't want to buy this deal, like I'll buy it right now. Like I realized you got it first, but if you don't want it, tell me, I'll, I'll, I'm going to call the guy. And mm -hmm. in response to that, obviously he was like, okay, I'm buying it for sure. Because most of the time you're not, most investors are not seeing deals like that. You certainly won't see a market on Instagram and Grant Cardone doesn't have any of them to offer you. So the point, the reason why I say all that is because I decided early on, I wanted to be somebody that could offer something different and from a heart-centered place. I want to build relationships with people. I did this in my coaching business. I wanted to last, I want those relationships to last years and years and years to create a family environment because I don't know. I just, I don't want to do something that's already being done. I want to provide a new story. I want to provide new inspiration to everybody that I come into contact with. I mean, that's my reason for existing at this point. So yes, it did begin. That was my motivation early on is I, I, I want my story to mean something to each person that hears it. Wow. That's really cool. So, all right. So you got into fitness that that business was, sounds like doing very well. And then you know, what, what happened after that? Yeah. So in that second year, I transitioned to also doing business coaching for the first half of the year. So I was running both businesses simultaneously, didn't coach fitness and then do the business coaching for trainers. Now, once I became a millionaire though, I realized that my true passion was just at that time in the business coaching, but I loved helping people create financial freedom for themselves. And so I went full-time in the business coaching which is where by the end of that year, I'd made 1.68 million. Over the next three years, I made multiple seven figures every single year until 2020, where I, at the end of that year, I sold the business. So I, so I was ready to be done. I had already removed myself. It'd become more like a school than it was a coaching business. It's like people would just attend and then they'd get the outcome and then you know they'd, they'd graduate and, or maybe they'd go on to graduate school with me or whatever else. And so I wasn't really needed anymore is the point. And I was just ready to move on to something else. So I sold that business. But the way that I structured it, my, my exit, was I sold the business on November 1st, 2020. But I, I had most of the capital that came from the exit, I wanted to come to me in 2021, the beginning of 2021. And the reason why is because I knew I'd be hit with enormous tax liability if I, if I didn't do it that way. And I would have no way to really resolve that. So... I'd heard kind of peripherally through other investors, the people, entrepreneurs that it, that had started to build passive income and sort of build real wealth, that real estate offered some tax advantages. And obviously there's passive income there that is unique to that type of asset class. And so I started learning. I joined a couple of masterminds because I wanted to be around yet again, people that had already solved this problem for themselves. And so that in 2021, I had options. I started to look at what are all my options to invest in real estate? So I looked at multifamily syndications over here. I looked at 
you know, single family homes or syndications, short-term rentals. Like there's all these different ways to do real estate. There's no one that's particularly right or wrong. And you of course know this, Garrett, but, but there are certain preferences for certain investors. And everybody, every investor has got to find like how much of each asset class do they want to be involved in. It doesn't mean that one asset class you should put 100%, but it does mean you need to find what works for you. And for me, when I stumbled upon a type of asset class that few investors as a percentage are involved in the real estate called triple net investing, that was where it, it was like, a, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to put my money. And this is where I want to maybe someday help provide deals for other people as well. So triple net investing for, for if, if the listener is not familiar with this type of structure, just very briefly, it's a commercial lease that is very landlord friendly when it comes to the operations of that particular business. So it means that instead of the landlord having to pay the property taxes, pay for the insurance, pay for the maintenance of the property, all of that, those things fall on the responsibility of the tenant. The tenant pays for all those things. They self-manage. Now, this, this can be very hard to understand for guys that come from the single family world, the short-term rental world, where you're used to getting a call on a random Friday morning at 7 a.m. saying, hey, we got a busted pipe. You know, what do we do? How do we get a plumber out here in time? The tenant is going crazy. And instead, when you're dealing with triple net leases, none of that is the case. I mean, they're they're what I call big girl tenants or, or big boy tenants where they, they can handle their own stuff. They change their own diapers, so to speak. So when I discovered this as an option, I was like, this is all I want to buy. Because I come from a highly intensive, very operational heavy coaching business, I was like, I want to do something else with my investments. I want my investments to provide something opposite to a business that I run. You know, I'll start many more businesses. I'll be involved in them, but I want my investments to be hands-free, so to speak. So that was one thing that was important to me. I found TripleNet. And then secondly, I discovered this amazing tax savings play. And I don't, I don't know, Garrett, do you use this? Do you use accelerated depreciation for yourself? Oh yeah. Well, everybody. Okay. And yeah. We're, I mean, with the syndication business, so this is a big feature really for everybody that invests with okay, us. Right. Yeah, accelerated depreciation is, is absolutely huge in, in our uh, industry okay. for sure. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you use it and that your people use it, people that invest with you and that you're, you're up to the honor. It's, it's still, but there's still so many people that don't know this. They don't understand the power of this. And particularly for me, I, I found a way through the course of that year through let's just call it, it creative financing structures where if I could put together a deal from start to finish, like I didn't just buy something from a tenant, I didn't buy something from a seller, but if I could value add my way to put together a deal where I find a property, I find a tenant that wants to move into that property, I can organize the construction to be done on it so the tenant wants to move into it. And I have this full, beautiful package put together. Then I have flexibility if I sell that then finished package to an investor on how their financing comes up, like how much money they put into it. So the outcome that I created here is I'm able now to get somebody into a long-term commercial real estate asset where you know th there's income on that property for not just five years, but 10 years, 15 years, 20 years at a time. And they're putting in less money as their total down payment. And they will save on their taxes in that first year. So they are literally like, in some cases, doubling their money just from tax savings from what they initially put in. And this is, this is unusual. And certainly it doesn't work for everybody. And I don't want to make that case or make, have people assume that. But for people that have high tax liability, for people that have like a million dollars that they need to offset this year, 
from their main business. And maybe they have, you know, a spouse that isn't working. Like there's all these criteria around it that I'm sure, you know, quite well, and probably talked about here on this show. Mm -hmm. Like this can be such, such an incredible, such an incredible win, like windfall. Oh yeah. So, so what's cool is essentially what you did is you sold your business and then you're like, I'll get the money in the beginning of 2021. And then I got to figure out how to offset the taxes. And so exactly, now exactly. that's huge, right? So the, the only way to truly offset the taxes is you, you need definitely need to have, you know, take up full advantage of it is to have real estate professional status, which means that you work over 750 hours in a real estate related activity. And you can talk to your CPA more about that. Definitely not a CPA. Yes. And I'm not giving professional advice or anything like that, but what that is, Essentially, you can cover up capital gains, you can cover up ordinary income, and of course, your, your passive gains. And so the majority of people are able to cover up passive gains and passive investments with LP equity if they're investing passively into a syndication. Correct. But if you go on the, on the active side or you're able to, you put a lot of, let's say you're a real estate agent or whatever it is, and you clock up you know, 750 hours and, and your CPA is, is able to vouch for that. You could qualify for that, which allows you to cover up a lot more legally, legally. In, in taxes. And so, so that's like myself, I pay very little in taxes. Really, I've also siphoned it over into an S Corp, which is a really cool way to structure it so that you're not paying that self-employment tax as well. And so that's what he's talking about here. And it's it's an amazing benefit to investing into real estate and to owning real estate in general. So yeah, it's very cool. You know, Sterling. One thing I've noticed consistently that you're doing really like even so even with like mentors and you know paying for coaching and there's there's so much information out there that exists how are you figuring out who are the real people to go to for information versus the fake people because you could easily spend a bunch of money there's a lot of information out there right and and seems like you've figured yeah. out a way to fast track yourself almost lightning fast get download this knowledge and get around people, but how do you navigate it? Finding the, you know, the, the correct people to, to really learn from. Based on results. Like whenever, whenever I, I ask my friends or join a community, I'm always asking who's getting the best results. And that's the person that is generally the most inaccessible within a group. Like if you're in a mastermind and the person that's making the most money is doing the best, that is generally the person whose attention is most highly valued by all the other members, and therefore it's higher to get it's harder to get access to them. But really, what I've become good at that I've made literally an essential part of my schedule of my life is thinking creatively on ways to add value to those people so they want to be friends with. Me. Many times, especially the higher you go, like the higher you go with the type of person that you want to emulate, it's harder and harder to use money as a way to motivate them to give you information because they just don't need money. Right. Like you're not right. going to, you're not going to pay somebody $500,000 for an hour, you know, or for a month of coaching or like, you're just not going to do it. But yet in order for them to give you devoted attention, sometimes it, I'm not saying it's 500 grand, but it's some number that is just like not, not realistic. So, for you. So what's like a creative way to add, to add value to someone, just as an example, like what's something you've done Whoa. that you're like, got, got you that attention. I'm curious. Yeah. Well, one simple thing is I think about early in my career, I knew that if I wanted to fast track my ability to get high profile clients, like, because I wanted in my training business, I wanted to get people paying me not just like 1500 or 2000, which is maybe a typical package, but 5,000 or 25,000 for a training package for six months or a year. And so I needed, I knew in order to do that, I needed something like a celebrity endorsement. And, 
<laughs> to say that I was the guy that other people that are, you know, they should respect. And so one person that originally I wanted to do that for was a guy named Lewis House. He was a guy that I discovered on podcasts. Like he was the first self-development podcaster that I ever discovered. And I was like, I want to be friends with him. And at first it was literally, I just wanted to be friends with him. And then it became, oh, if I had his endorsement, that would mean a great deal financially to me too. And so I, I started originally trying to find guests for him for his show, like trying to make introductions to people that he would want to have on. Now, the first at least 10 or 12 tries were like people that we've never had on in a million years, but I didn't know. Like, I'm just trying to do anything. I'm still living in my car at this point, mind you. Okay. So it's not like <laughs> I have some great connections. Wow. I'm like messaging people on Instagram and, and like, hey, would you want to be on and then make the connection? He's like, no. So this happened enough times to where eventually one day I'm living in Hollywood while I'm sleeping in my car, which I park in Hollywood in Los Angeles. And I realized there's this place where a lot of social media stars at the time they lived, a big apartment complex called 1600 Vine Street in, in Hollywood, if you're familiar with LA or if you, the listeners, familiar with this. And if you remember Vine, there was an app called, called Vine many years ago, and a lot of young teenagers became very well known through making these comedic videos on there. And they all, at that time, they congregated. This is back in 2016, end of 2015 and 2016. They all lived there. They're all gone now. But at the time, they all kind of like met up in LA and lived there. And I would go by there literally every day, just like trying to intersect with some of them so that I could befriend them and like do something to help them. So one day, cutting this story a little bit shorter, I ended up meeting a guy named Logan Paul, who's now a very big internet personality, box Floyd Mayweather last year and his brother, Jake Paul, is also becoming a well-known oh, boxer. Yeah. And I befriended both of them. Like Jake, I actually coached one-on-one -on -one for multiple years when I was still living in LA. Like wow. he became somebody very close to me. I was not as close with Logan, but Jake, I was for a long time. And anyway, so Logan, when I shared that with Lewis, Lewis was like, oh yeah, I'd love to have Logan on my show. I asked Logan, would you like to? They're both from Ohio. You guys will have a lot in common. It'll be fun. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I made that connection. Logan went on to be on the show. You can actually see the interview. It came out in, I think, mid-2016 or something on the School of Greatness. That's Lewis House show, if you're not familiar. Yeah. And, and ever since that happened, Lewis was like, hey, do you want to come work out? Do you want to come hang out at my place here in Hollywood? Because he lived in West Hollywood. And I was like, let me check my schedule. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll be there. So, so after a couple of times of being there and training him, I offered, hey, like, let me train you. I just want to add some value to you. I trained him a couple of times. And then one day I said, Hey, can I, you know, would you mind recording a testimonial? Like it would just make such a big difference for where I am in my career. If you could do this. And he was like, of course, most Lewis is the most generous guy for anyone that knows him. He's just so kind and caring. And, and anyway, so he did it. And I, I posted it of course. And I, it just made my business so much easier because now I'm, I'm not Lewis house trainer, but I have trained Lewis house a few different times and to have his name behind me. It supported me. And literally the second half of that year, after I got that testimonial, I started making 40 grand a month. I went from making 16 or 18 grand a month to 40. And I'm not saying that was the only thing that changed it, but it didn't hurt. And so I think that many times adding value to somebody is finding them a resource. It's, it's making a connection. Maybe it's a new hire for their business. Maybe it's an agency that they can work with. Maybe it's them being on a show. Maybe it's somebody for being on their show. Like people always want something. And all you have to do is figure out what it is and then be creative. A lot of times it's just hustle and creativity that's needed. It's not even money that can solve that problem for them. Wow. That is such a good lesson. I love that. 
man, what a cool story. So you, you literally, I mean, those Jake and Logan Paul are some of the biggest stars right now, just, just in general on, on YouTube and everywhere worked your way into meeting those guys. And then, and then how to turn into that. That's, a, that's incredible. Thank you, man. Sterling, you have such an amazing story, man. I wish, I wish I had a, more time, but how can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out? Yeah, I, I would say just for context, we didn't get to talk too much about the investing side of things, but my company, Sterling Capital, we purchase between 15 and 25 million of commercial property every single month. About half of that I'm the 100% owner of. I just buy it for me. And then the other half I provide to investors, not in syndications. They're just one-off deals that I provide to people that in particular need the tax advantages. So like the context here is let's say that you have a million dollars of income and that you need to offset the taxes on, you'll pay 370 grand. I can generally speak and get you into a deal for 250,000. That's going to offset all of that. Like you'll pay zero tax now. So you come out ahead and sometimes the terms are better. And that will be with a 20 year lease, absolute triple net. You know, we don't have time to go through all of it. However, if you're in a situation where that's something that you'd like to learn more about, you'd like to discover, look at a deal, then what I recommend is go to my website. It's sterlingcapital.cc. It's my name, sterling, the word capital.cc. And there's a place where I can show you a report on the types of investments that off-market, that wealthy individuals use, and they all use off-market. And so it gets you the report. And if you want to learn more about a specific deal, just apply there. And of course, if you want to just connect and follow the journey at Sterling on Instagram, you can DM me there as well. I respond to all my own stuff. Awesome. Sterling, thanks so much for taking the time today to speak to us. Really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Garrett. Guys, I really love Sterling's story. I've, I don't think I've ever seen someone that's gone from literally rock bottom living in their car to becoming a millionaire as fast as Sterling. It's really incredible because I know that I've been in some dark places where I just didn't know what to do, where to turn, and I wasn't even able to reboot that quickly. So it is just really an amazing feat to hear that story. One of the things that he really mentioned and, and something that he attributed to that is the idea that proximity is power and replaying that over and over in his head and then figuring out creative ways to get in front of people just to add value. And so we dug into that a bit, the fact that he was able to just kind of you know, use his grinding abilities to add value to those people that without paying them money or anything like that, and actually get in the circle of people like Lewis Howes, Jake and Logan Paul. I mean, I think that's just absolutely incredible. The other thing I heard that really, you know, stuck out to me is that he was able to burn the ships. And so burning the ships sometimes requires you guys and anyone to just commit to something. And a lot of people right now, they're they're maybe not in a position where they feel like they need to burn the ships. Maybe they're they're going through their, they have their job, their day-to-day, and that's just enough. And I, I recently saw something, I think it was Joe Rogan that posted it, where it was it was like actually an NFT of a skeleton chasing a pile of money. So it was like money on a on a almost like a fishing line and they were chasing it until they, it was a person chasing it until they turned to a skeleton. And when you put that kind of thought behind, that was such a powerful visual to me. I'm like, wow, a lot of people out there 
what they do is they'll chase money until they die. And that's really scary to think about. And so even though it may not feel like you're living, you, you're crazy and you're in a, such a crazy situation where you have to live out of your car, think about what you might be doing right now, chasing dollars, just not working on your financial freedom and what that's doing to your life and the quality of your life. And maybe you can listen to this and put some urgency behind that so that you're not just chasing the dollar until you're done or until you retire at 65 and can't own, can't even enjoy that money. So I think, I think that's just really something, burning the ships and going all in on something alongside finding a mentor and just doubling down in the mentorship is such a powerful combination. And whatever that is for you, I highly recommend that you take a good, strong look at that and see how you can change your life because it's there for the taking. By the way, if you guys are interested in getting involved in mentoring, just reach out to us at themichaelblanc.com slash mentor, and you can get in touch with one of our coaches to see if it's right for you. We changed a lot of lives over at the Michael Blanc Brands, and it's it's a really, really good way to fast track yourself into getting into the, the active side of real estate. So if you're interested, again, themichaelblanc.com slash mentor and reach out and schedule a call with us. That said, guys, thanks so much for tuning into the show. We appreciate your time and can't wait to catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com slash vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.